Hello and welcome to episode 16 of On an Unrelated Note. I am Chris and Daniel is not alongside me today, but I am very excited to have Sean from Ranking the Mouse with me. How are you today? I'm doing great. If your viewers want to call me Daniel, I will accept. Or if they want to call me Sean, I'll accept that as well. No, it's great to be here, man. I've been looking forward to this. We've been both of you and I have been talking about this for a while, so, so I'm excited. It should be fun. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad to have you on here. Um, I, uh, I'm i not sure how long ago I, I found you on uh, in the world of Twitter, but uh, there there's a group of people that I, I can always count on to be super positive and basically nothing negative to ever come out of their, their account. And, and you're definitely one of those people. So I, I appreciate that. And I, I hope you know that because uh, some days on Twitter, you just need that. <laughs> no, I'm glad to hear that, man. I, I'm not, I'm not that much the same in real life. I, I'm definitely either very positive or very negative towards things, but I figure Twitter's got so much negativity and it's just constantly people just getting into drama and tearing each other apart. So I was, I was like, no, nah, we'll, we'll just, we'll just keep it positive right now. And I do think that the Disney fandom strays generally, I would say Disney and universal, the theme park fandom strays towards negativity pretty quickly. Yes. Um, and not that that's always a bad thing. I mean, that, most of these parks aren't doing everything perfect. They need criticism, but it's so much so where it's like, all right, we need to, we need to, we need to see the other side of it at times too. So, <laughs> yes, I, I, I agree. Um, so for, uh, for, for what you do, uh, as far as your, your content creation, um, I, I said you're with, uh, you, your site, uh, your YouTube channel is called, uh, ranking the mouse. If I could get my words out. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, it's a hundred percent Disney centric, right? I don't believe I've ever seen you do anything outside of Disney. Chris, man, I, I got to promise you viewers. We did not talk about this before. Chris does not know that my next video coming out is a universal video. Yes. I promise he did not set me up there. <laughs> I have not done a universal video yet. Uh, but the one that I've been working on for about a week and a half is universal. So my wife and I, um, just bought annual passes to Hollywood. We're West Coasters. So I'm sure a lot of your audience is East Coasters. My wife and I are West Coasters. So we just bought a pass to Universal Hollywood. Um, so got a lot of content coming out of there. And then we have been to Orlando, Universal Orlando, but we actually only were there for one day and we were park hopping and just trying to fit everything in. And so um, so we're buying annual passes there on our next trip. So so hopefully having more content out there. But uh, no Universal content yet, but but keep it out on a couple of days. A couple of days from now, I'll have a video on Universal Hollywood. That's awesome. I'm glad I unintentionally set that one up. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the setup, Chris. I appreciate it. <laughs> it works well. Um, <laughs> and, and I will say, before I, before I keep going, everyone needs to go check out the channel. It, it's good stuff. I, I really enjoy it. So go go check it out. Go subscribe right now. Uh, <laughs> but um, on top of this, uh, you recently just started a second project, which is more this format. Um, I, I assume you're your format, will it be kind of the same as what uh, we do here? You'll have like a weekly guest kind of a deal uh, for a podcast or? Yeah. So I recently started a Disney podcast. I figured there's already 4,000 Disney <laughs> podcasts out there. So I'm going to make it 4,001. Uh, no, I, I never wanted to be in the podcast game because there's so many great podcasts already. Um, I mean, you guys, you know, there's just, you could go on Twitter and there's, there's 10 or 15 great ones that I could listen list right now. Um, but ultimately it's just the best, it's just the best way to, to talk about parks, as I'm sure, you know, firsthand, um, making videos is great and being on Twitter is great, but you only get 180 characters on Twitter and, you know, <laughs> editing a whole video, you don't get to talk about what you want to talk about. So, so yeah, so pretty similar to, pretty similar to yours. Um, but ours is, uh, mine's probably a little bit more, uh, 
community centric and less park centric. So I, I do talk about the parks and, and rank that and all get that good stuff, but kind of more focus on bringing in other people and hearing their perspective on it and their rankings. So, so I am ranking the mouse. So, so our, our first and foremost is ranking, but generally more in a, from a community aspect. So, so we bring on guests and, and Chris, your viewers probably don't know this, but you and I've been talking and, and we'll have you on my podcast as well soon as I'm on yours. So, so yeah, it's bringing people in, getting their rankings, talking about that stuff. So a um, little bit more community focused and and still ranking focused, but uh, kind of going from that approach. That's awesome. I, I'm looking forward to a building and, and seeing what you what you've got in the future. Uh, and honestly, for us, the the guest thing kind of just happened. Um, I, we talked before. I, I we we had a couple reboots just because I don't think we quite figured out where that spot was where we needed to be where that sweet spot was but finally we we had a guest on and i was like man i like this and then we kept doing it and it forced a couple things it forced us to be consistent but it helped us kind of open up our topics and um when we first started our one of our big things was we don't want to only focus on theme parks and i'd say we're like 90 percent theme parks at this point so i guess i just can't get away from it no matter what (laughs) Um, but, um, uh, that's the other thing, uh, we talked about before too, is, uh, I haven't had the pleasure yet of, uh, visiting the West coast parks, uh, which is another reason I, I like your content because I, I at least get to learn a little bit of it before I get over there. Um, so, so you're unknowingly helping me, uh, plan my trip there too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Um, and, uh, just, uh, just so I can plug it and throw it in there. Um, I, uh, I ordered uh, coffee from, from you guys. Uh, and uh, what's the, what's the name of the company? Yeah. I won't take any credit for it. It's my wife's company, <laughs> but it's called, it's called Barrio coffee company. Uh, you can give it a follow on Twitter. And, and, and my wife is a, a really fun um, follow for, for those Diz Twitter. She's not quite into the universal side of it as much uh, or the theme park side of it. She's mostly just Disney, but she's a good follow on Twitter. So you guys can give her a follow. Um, bar, uh, but the coffee company is Barrio coffee company. Um, really solid coffee, and and uh, she's got a big passion for coffee and Disney, so it's fun, fun collab there. So yeah, you guys can check it out. Yes, uh, I'm I'm excited about getting that. Go follow, uh, and and yes, she is a good follow. I uh, I interact with both of them pretty consistently, so they're both good follows, not just her. Sean is too. <laughs> she, she's the better follow, but I appreciate the bone, Chris. And I appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, so, so I, I do have to, since I said how positive you, you were, I have to completely switch gears on that. And, uh, have you, have you tried GD plus yet? Because I would love to know your, your thoughts on that. <laughs> Chris just trying to bring out a negative, just trying, <laughs> right. to, trying to throw off his customer base, his fans. Yeah. So I've done Genie on both coasts. Um, we didn't plan this, but we were actually out in, uh, uh, Disney world the week after it launched. So we got to try it pretty early over there. And then try it at Disneyland. Um, oh, what you specifically want to talk about, but I can just say in general, I don't have high <laughs> thoughts of it. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's not the biggest fish to fry in the Disney, uh, climate currently. Like, I don't think it's the worst thing Disney has to offer. Like if, if I was chairman of the board and, or whatever CEO and got to eliminate one thing, it wouldn't be genie plus because I do think genie plus has merits, but it's such a bad system compared to what preceded it. And I don't mean Fast Pass Plus at Disney World because I don't think Fast Pass Plus at Disney World was a perfect system either. But I mostly mean Max Pass at Disneyland, which obviously, Chris, you didn't get a chance to try. But if any of your viewers did, it, it, Max Pass has been out at Disneyland since about 2017, 
and it was uh, on. It was um, released while they still had the free system, so you could go get your physical free fast pass, or you could pay twenty bucks to do what Genie Plus allows you to do—the virtual fast passes. The difference being, Max Pass was combined with the free service, so you weren't forced into doing it. Max Pass included every ride that has fast pass, so you're not forced into paying separately for the you know the big e tickets. And there's no one ride only. So you run out of rides to do whatever you just go hop on big thunder mountain four more times and you're not worried about it because you can rewrite every time. So, so I try in my perspective of genie plus, I try and take out the fact that max pass existed, but even, <laughs> even with that, like, I still think it's a really broken system. I will say it's better in Disneyland than Disney world because there's more rides in a smaller space, but the it behind the feature is really bad. Uh, the free service behind the feature, that being genie is legitimately borderline point like pointless i i don't even know what was i don't even know what disney was thinking i think it's a horrible system so genie plus has merits if your money is limitless or or you have an open wallet and or you really just hate waiting in lines and or you can't rope drop or close the parks down then yeah genie plus has got its merits but the cons greatly outweigh the pros in my opinion i i honestly i, I wasn't gonna say it first but that i feel the same way i um I've heard exactly what you said, actually, that Disneyland has seen more positives from it than Disney World. Um, and, and I will say, I've only tried it once. I'm probably going to give in and try it again on our trip in a couple of weeks. But when we went, the, I think the main mistake I made is we we were there for a mainly universal trip. We were staying at Cabana Bay and knew most of the trip would be universal. But we had one day playing for Disney world. And we thought, well, we'll park hop and get Genie plus. Well, that was the worst decision I've ever made. I used, <laughs> I used one. Yeah. I used it one time in the magic kingdom for pirates and mm -hmm. funny enough, it had just broken down. So there was no line when I got, when we got there, cause it had just opened back up. So it, wow. <laughs> it didn't even work in our favor. Wow. Um, and then when we park hopped, I was under the impression that it would work in the other park, but it didn't. It was like, no, you don't have a reservation for this park. You can't use it. I've been Weird. told that's wrong. So had I gone to guest services, maybe I could have used it, but I used it for one attraction all day long. So I wasted a lot of money for no reason. And the second lightning lane we used was a paid one because it was uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is part of the second tier where you have to pay more money. Yeah, so and the frustrating part is, that was obviously had to be a glitch because you can use it a park hopping, but that your experience exactly speaks to the problem with the issue. The issue it's the, the genie plus service itself is fine. It's not great. It's not horrible. It's fine. But the problem is there's so many it glitches. There's so many things that go wrong. The it wasn't developed like it should be. So in your example, you have this glitch and yeah, you could have gone to guest services. How long is that going to take out of your day? You know, you have kids, how much are they going to complain? Like, and how are you even supposed to know that you have to go do that? You know? And so, that goes to the overall issue with the, with the whole service. It, it just wasn't, it wasn't developed in the way it needed to be. And yeah, it is better at Disneyland. But the problem with that is Disneyland had max pass. So Disney world is still getting used to this new service. Oh, this is kind of cool. Disneyland had the better service for the same price two years ago, you know? And so, yeah, it's just not good all around. That really sucks that, that you had that such a bad experience with it. And unfortunately you're not the only one, like that's not a, that's not a one-off scenario, you know, your yeah, situation. Yeah. That's a common situation. So 
I, uh, I, I hate it. And, and I'm completely and not intentionally just continuing with less positive things, but, um, you, you just, uh, gave, it was either yesterday or the day before gave a pretty interesting, uh, story about your attempts to be able to ride uh, cosmic rewind. And I'm kind of curious, did that get resolved? So <laughs> it did get resolved, but not by Disney. It got resolved because I luckily, shared my story and the story is so insane that it got traction. And then I got a resolve from, you know, someone else, a third party. And so, wow. so yeah, I got a resolve. So I get to, I get to fear viewers. I get to got lucky enough to get a preview um, for cosmic rewind, which is awesome, but I live on the West coast. So I have to fly <laughs> over to the East coast and my reservation is included in my preview. So I don't need a reservation. That was made very clear, black and white or, you know, bold font. Don't need a reservation. Just need park admission. I think awesome. I'll buy a ticket right before I get there, you know? And I'm a travel agent, so I'm trying to buy it through my work. But the longer I wait, the better, because then I can put it towards a hotel or I can add it into a package. I didn't know where I was staying yet. Anyways, super long story short, went to buy my ticket and couldn't do it because there's no reservations open, even though I don't need a reservation. So I called Disney to explain the situation, think it'd be an easy fix. And they go, yeah, we, we can't buy your ticket. You need a reservation. And I go, I already have a reservation. They go, well, we can't buy your ticket because they're tied into the reservations. So the, the tickets at Disney World are date specific, as are the reservations. So super long story short, I <laughs> never got a resolution from Disney, called three different times. Obviously, I would have bought an annual pass if that was a solution, but those aren't for sale unless you're a Florida resident. I would have just bought a multi-day ticket, even though I'm only there for a day, because I realized that's my fault for only being there for a day. You can't buy a multi-day ticket because that day is sold out. So you can't buy any multi-day tickets around that day if that day is sold out. Even if you were going to the parks, not on the day that's sold out and just the days before it, can't buy a multi-day ticket because it falls in that day that's sold out. So long story short, really insanely dumb situation, in my opinion. And I said at the top of your show that I don't think Genie Plus is the biggest fish to fry for Disney. I wouldn't say the same about reservations. I think reservations are probably the biggest fish to fry they have that isn't tied directly into, you know, staff shortage, supply shortage, anything like that. Um, and I just think it's a horrible system. I think the people that haven't incurred an issue with it is just that they haven't yet incurred an issue with it. And those that have incurred an issue with it can't stand the system. And even when it's not like this situation wasn't my fault, but even when it is people's fault, like you accidentally booked the wrong park or you, you know, you show up the park hop and you haven't booked into your first park yet, whatever it is, that shouldn't be on the guest, man. You, that, that's just, it's just not the Disney way. And when you have universal down the road, that doesn't have any of these hoops to jump through. You have SeaWorld down the road, you have Bush gardens an hour and a half away. And none of these parks have these issues to hop through. It just may, it just makes the problem even more confusing and, and, really questions it makes me question what disney's even thinking because it doesn't make any sense i mean they can say it's for staff and and, and all that but i don't think it really is i think it yeah. just helps them yeah. with their it helps them with their numbers and that's that's all they care about i, I completely agree and um, you kind of uh, you kind of led me into this next question uh since uh since you are a travel agent and you do this a lot one thing for me that i always really enjoyed was the planning we go a couple times a year and I loved the planning aspect of it, but every since, I don't even know if I would say ever since they reopened, like even right before there were things that I didn't like, but definitely since they reopened, it's not as fun to me to plan a trip as it used to be because it's almost more frustrating to do that than anything else in my day. And I don't know if you feel the same way at this point or not. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I feel the exact same way. It's still the exact same amount of planning. In fact, it's probably more planning, but it's the tedious, you know, not enjoyable planning. Whereas back in the day, 
or I'll, I'll say at least once they got their IT down. So 2005-ish, 2010-ish until, you know, COVID hit, it was fun planning. It was, even if you don't like planning 60 days in advance, it was enjoyable. It was exciting. It was fun. You got to research the stuff. And now it's not that. Now it's, you know, now it's tedious uh, work. What do I need Genie for? Like, how am I going to use it? When am I going to buy my individual lightning lanes? How can I buy my lightning lanes if I'm on property? Not. And it's just a headache on top of being more money. And so, yeah, no, I I feel the same way. It's not, it's definitely tedious planning. I do think some of it will be alleviated as they uh, get more staff and as they continue to revamp open. But some of them, some of it, I would say a majority of it is self-inflicted. A majority of it is Disney's doing. And um, I don't know if they understand. I don't know if it's an issue of, I'll go into a little longer longer way to answer here. I'll try and make it clear. <laughs> Walt's big thing when Walt was alive was he always wanted whoever was in charge of the parks, whoever was a higher up, no matter where you were as a higher up, if you were working in the parks, he wanted you there to experience the parks as a guest. He wanted the CEO or whoever it was to have to drive up and go through the parking booth and park and walk through the gates and then walk through the land and see how long the wait would be for a ride and how he'd get food. That was always Walt's big thing. I don't know if it's an issue of now these higher ups don't ever go into the park. So they have absolutely no clue what they're doing. These higher ups don't plan their own trips. So they don't know how tedious it is to have to plan all this or if Disney knows all that and they don't care, both are not good solutions. Like one is willful ignorance and the other is borderline like, you know, just fan shaming, like just, just (laughs) purposely screwing your fans. Both aren't good answers. I don't know what it is, but it needs to be fixed quickly. Yes. I'm I'm glad you're on the same page with me there. (laughs) Um, And I actually, a couple episodes ago, um, around episode nine, I believe uh, Scott from the, the dyslexic podcast um, joined us and we kind of had a similar conversation about all that, uh, and it's a big reason why I have Kings Island passes and I let my Dollywood passes lapse, but I'll be getting those back too, because I mean, not only are they closer, but it's, it's cheaper and there's essentially no effort for me to plan. Uh, the only tough thing with, with Dollywood is actually getting to stay at the dream more because everybody wants to stay at that place. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you've had the privilege of staying there, but it is by far one of the nicest on property resorts for any theme park, especially a regional theme park I've ever been mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that whole point that we're talking about with Disney reservations and genie and all this is, it sucks, but it's also a huge boon because it's highlighting the amazingness that is all these other regional parks and even regional resorts. If you're talking about, you know, uni down the road and it highlights how great Dollywood is, how great all the Cedar, Far- Cedar Fairs lineup is. It, it highlights SeaWorld's lineup of Busch Gardens and SeaWorld that highlights Knott's Berry out in California. Um, I'm personally not a Six Flags fan, so I won't, I won't <laughs> throw Six Flags in there because I think they're more amusement than theme. Um, but if we're talking hybrid theme or full theme parks, the world is starting to see uh, uh, not basic theme park fans, but like the theme park community is starting to highlight more and more these other parks. Now that Disney is becoming, you know, borderline a hard borderline impossible to visit even. So, so yeah, it's great to see all these other resorts and Dollywood getting love. And I would say Dollywood's got more love the last six months to a year than I can remember in my theme park fandom. Knott's Berry Farm is getting huge love. Obviously, Universal's getting the love it deserves. SeaWorld's putting a bunch of money into their parks with with Gwazi, uh, Iron Gwazi out opening and and, uh, Busch Gardens Tampa and all the other other projects they have opening. So it might not be a great day to be a Disney fan, but it's a great day to be a theme park (laughs) fan for sure. Yes, yes. That's a a perfect way to put it. 
Uh, and and funny enough, uh, since you mentioned Six Flags, uh, in twenty, I think twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen, somewhere around there, I bought a, a Coke at my uh, where I work, and there was a contest on the cap. So I put in the code and I actually won a year uh, of Six Flags uh, annual passes to every park. No way. Never went one time. <laughs> Are you serious? So you're all yeah. pumped and excited about this, you know, contest you won because that's an, no one wins those things and you never used it. Yes. <laughs> the worst part is like driving wise, the closest one to me is the one in Georgia. And from what everyone says, that's the absolute worst one. Six Flags over Georgia. Yeah. 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 They got an interesting history. Yeah. That's too bad. I, yeah. I mean, I don't want to hate on Six Flags because I like, you know, I like repping the whole theme park, amusement park industry, but I personally just don't like my preference isn't just crazy roller coaster thrill and nothing else. Like I want the entertainment. I want the theme. I want the characters. I want the atmosphere. I want the ambiance, you know? And that's why like a park like Dollywood or Universal or Knott's Berry really knocks out of the park. And I, I love roller coasters. Don't get me wrong. I'll go out of my way to, you know, do whatever I need to do to ride a coaster, but I'm not going just for the coasters. And I think that's really all yeah, six flags yeah. get you. Obviously there's some parks like six flags over Texas. I know they have a couple of cool dark rides that I'd love to check out, but the six flags by me, which is, which is magic mountain, which I know is one of their flagship parks. I just don't have any, like you said, with your winning your passes, I haven't, even if I was free, I have no really like draw <laughs> to go there. I, I mean, it's just, I look at it as like a kid, like a college hangout. I know it's more than that and that's underselling it, but, it's just not my cup of tea, personally. No, I, I get it. Um, and uh, I'll shift uh, and and kind of put you on the spot, but be a little less negative here. Uh, since you since you do the rankings, um, I got to throw a couple questions like that in there. Uh, if you go to Walt Disney World um, and can only go to one park, which park are you going to? What are the parameters of the question? Like going to one park for this trip, or like it's uh, a yeah, whole yeah, it's thing? for the for the trip? Yeah, man, I. <laughs> I probably, depending on the parameters of the question, if you're assuming all else is normal and I only get one park, I'm going to Animal yes. Kingdom because it's just so unique to any, I mean, Epcot's unique to what I, you know, a Disney park, but Animal Kingdom is just, it, it's just so beautiful and ambiance and you can spend a whole day there just relaxing. So that would be my answer. If I don't have a Disneyland in this equation, like just one Disney World park and that's it, Magic Kingdom might make a push just because of the history. But, but assuming I still get to go to Disneyland, Animal Kingdom for sure. That's uh, it's funny that you mentioned uh, Animal Kingdom and Epcot because those are the two that would like that would be the the challenge for me. And uh, I, I usually lean Epcot, but the first time I think in 2017, the first time I was in Animal Kingdom after dark, like I was that was it. Like that park sold me a hundred percent. Not that I already mm-hmm. didn't like it, but like Animal Kingdom after dark is just a different park. It's one yeah. of my favorite places to be. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. The ambiance there is unmatched. And I mean, Epcot obviously is great at night too, but Animal Kingdom has so many different notes to it. You know, like it's it's not a one note park. Like it has, if you want thrill, it has a couple good options for that. If you want ambiance, it has that. It has great food. If you want like that crazy different nighttime experience, it has that. So, so yeah, I'm with you. Animal Kingdom just brings so much to the table. Um, I'll make this one. Hopefully this isn't too broad. Um, uh, I'll say either coast for Disney parks, uh, top three table service for dinner. So does this, in, does this have to be in a park or can it be like a, Disney no, it's, resort? I, I, sorry, I meant to say that it can be anywhere on properties. Okay. So number one, and I don't even think it's close as boathouse at Disney Springs. I have like categories for my rankings. Cause I like to just be nerdy and mathematical about it, but <laughs> that's good. Boathouse is number one or two in like every single category. Like it's not number one overall. It's number one in literally everything. 
So I think Boathouse, number one by far. Uh, number two, probably got to go Blue Bayou at Disneyland. There just really is not much like that. It, it just in terms of history and like Walt's touch and just the, the ambiance and the, the food's not incredible, but the ambiance makes up for it. So I'd probably add Blue Bayou. Third, man, this is a, this is a good question, Chris. I'm impressed by this <laughs> one. Third, I'd probably have to go, man, I'm probably going to throw in uh, Homecoming at Disney Springs. Wow. I, I was going to try and throw in a real themed restaurant, you know, and, and Homecoming is not super well themed, but I would be, uh, it'd be a tough life to live without that chicken. So, so I got to add that. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. Back when I could still taste food, um, we, uh, we went to Homecoming and uh, I'm pretty sure I could have done about three more plates before we walked out of that place. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, for you, so for you with needing like spicy food to taste anything, right? So what? Like, I guess something like Yak and Yeti, like is, would Yak and Yeti be solid for you or is that not spicy enough for you to taste no, it? No, that's, uh, that's what I lean towards. And strangely enough, um, very citrusy things I can taste. Uh, so mm. like, uh, and almost any fruit, like the first time I had a strawberry, it was, well, probably six months after COVID, I had a strawberry and I knew it was a strawberry and that was like, oh, oh this is exciting. <laughs> You're gonna make me tear up here, Chris. This is like hearing a story like how someone was blind and first saw. This is great. So yeah, I it's uh it's funny. Uh, and I'm I, I used to be a lot more picky about where we went. Now I just roll with it. It's like whatever. Yeah. Wherever you guys want to go, I'll go and I'll get something. <laughs> hey, I'm sure your wife and kids wouldn't admit this out loud, but I think deep down they're they're not hating this whole you can't taste thing because they're getting a lot more freedom in their choices now. That's probably very true. <laughs> Um, I'm loving, I, I'm loving these uh, on the spot rankings, man. I usually don't, I usually get time to marinate in these rankings. I like the rapid <laughs> fire. Makes I, me think. I, I figured it'd be a little more fun to like, not let you know at all what's coming. Just For sure. I love that. No, I, and for your viewers, Chris did not give me any of these up front. These are all on the spot. So I'm impressed. <laughs> I, I mean, I usually at least give. Uh, an overview of what's happening, but I intentionally left this out because I didn't want you to know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Normally I marinate on my rankings and just like sit in them for days before I, you know, do any video or anything like that. So I'm, I'm loving on the spot. Um, this one's a little more generic. Uh, what, um, and I'm talking like any, any of the parks, uh, if you had to pick your top three favorite attractions and I, I'll give you both coasts on it too. Sure. So in this scenario, no other rides exist. Uh, no. Okay. Gotta go Radiator Springs Racers. I think it builds the ambiance. And if you're giving me that ride, it probably means I get the backdrop as well. So uh, I love that ambiance part of Cars Land. So Radiator Springs Racers. Gotta take Expedition Everest because that means I get the mountain too. So there's no other rides existing. At least I can stare at that mountain and the queue <laughs> and the and the theme. I know the theme extends beyond the ride, but the theme from the queue on is just absolutely fantastic. And I love that thrill. I love that coaster. It's one of my favorite themed coasters in the world. So I'd take Everest. Three, I probably got to go. Ooh, man, this is a real tough one. <laughs> Three, I think I got to go Pirates at Disneyland only because it's such a long and, and immersive ride and it brings so many different elements. I don't know if you are a spoiler-free kind of guy, Chris, so I won't dive into anything too deep if you since you haven't ridden it yet, but it's like a 20 15 to 20 minute ride and there's a whole five to 10 minute well probably about five to six minute section that disney world doesn't have that just adds the ambiance and makes it so great so plus i think i took blue bayou in the last answer so i kind of get a little package <laughs> feel there so this is true so i probably go racers at, at california adventure expedition everest and pirates of the caribbean at disneyland that's awesome and and it's funny because like i've i've heard multiple people 
talk about how how much different the two are. So I'm I'm looking forward to actually experiencing that one. Yeah, in terms of comparison, that's probably the one attraction that's the farthest apart in terms of comparing two rides that are similar. Uh, at least in the states, I, I don't think there's any ride that's so far different than those two. Wow, that's that's pretty crazy. Um, I, uh, I know I'm just kind of least loosely throwing things out and not really giving what I would say here, but, um, I, mine's funny with this because I have trouble not linking my favorites to moments. Yeah. Um, and like the haunted mansion is always way up there for me just because it was one of the first rides I ever rode, uh, in a Disney park. And, and that was, you know, that was a special moment enough. And, uh, and like my whole family got to do it. So I, I that one always ranks up there. And uh, for that matter, Big Thunder ranks up there because it was oh, the first wow. coaster I ever rode with my oldest son. Oh, okay. So yeah, that was a, that was a big one. Um, I like your I, answers, Chris, because I, because as much as we talk about like Disney sucks right now and everything that's going on, the one thing that sets Disney apart right now and probably will for at least the next two to three decades is that nostalgia that's tied in is that like you know just childhood memory even if you didn't grow up going to the parks it just kind of oh, yeah. loses that nostalgia and i do think uni universal's building on that for sure but it's going to take a couple decades or more to grab that market share so so no matter how frustrating disney is it's always going to draw me back because it has that built-in nostalgia so i love i love your two answers because of that that's awesome. I um and I I can I'll go a little further on that and I guess go a little sad here. Um as far as like that that kind of like there are moments that stick out to you because of things in the parks uh and I actually put this on Twitter not long ago. Um my mom in 2018 I believe uh had she was diagnosed with cancer and died within mm. 3 weeks and uh she, but, um, right before the diagnosis, we were actually at, uh, magic kingdom and, mm. um, where the, where the carousel is, there's like a Cinderella's carriage, like photo op kind of spot right over from there. And, uh, that spot, my mom texted me and said that she wanted to go to Disney with us sometime. And, uh, it's crazy. Cause like, that's still one of those, every time I pass that spot, I immediately think of that text. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. And it's something that sad, obviously it can tie into happy memories in a way. So yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, going back to the questions, get away from the sadness. Um, the, the rest are, are fairly generic, um, uh, for the Walt Disney world resort in general. Uh, what are your, the three best resorts on property? Hotels you mean like yeah. hotel resorts? Yeah. Yeah. So I have two that are for sure one and two, no matter what, I don't know what order they would put them in, but animal kingdom lodge, Jumbo house, and Polynesian are my one, two. And I don't even think it's close. I think those are by far and away the best resorts you could be. If you are going to the parks or not going to the parks, like no matter what, those are one, two, three is a little tougher for me. I would probably throw trying to be objective about it and look at like overall, I would probably throw in beach club as my third. And the reason for that is because if you have kids, that pool is unbeatable and your kids can spend all day there. Or if you're an adult and you just want a five minute walk to world showcase a drink around the world, you have that five minutes away. It really is probably the closest resort to a park at Disney world besides contemporary to magic kingdom. So yeah. So I'd probably go beach club three. That's, that's a, that's a tough one though. I'd, I'd feel bad shafting some other resorts, but. 
I, I'd go Polly, Jumbo, and Beach Club. Awesome. I uh, the Polly's always the top of my list. Like, there's just something about that place. Um, I, mean, I dude, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, obviously you can describe <laughs> yeah. Polly, but like, there's that little like thing that you just can't put your hand on that makes it so great. A hundred percent. And my uh, my oldest son got to eat at Ohana for dinner for the first time back in January. So now he's like, can we go there every time? <laughs> well, <laughs> and your wallet's like, nah, no yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, my my uh, middle kid actually fell asleep. So the waitress was like, I'm not going to charge for him. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's so, nice. So it was nice of him. And we, we timed it to where we got part of the fireworks show and they sat us by the yeah. window. Yeah. So, I mean, that's amazing. That, that was a nice experience. Did your son, did your middle son at least eat a little bit? No, he got, he got nothing. He, he fell asleep as soon as they brought his drink out that he fell asleep and we had had a long day. That was the day we park hopped. We, we rope dropped magic kingdom, uh, hopped at two o'clock to Hollywood studios, stayed there until eight and then went to the poly. <laughs> that is brutal. See, I will <laughs> say, I will say to your listeners, Chris, if you do eat at Paul, if you do eat at Ohana and you don't have a, um, you don't have a limitless wallet. I would say try and do it on a non, try and not go the Chris route. Try and yes. try and go it on a non super busy park day or like maybe a half park day, you know? I, I highly recommend that too. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, no offense, Chris, but that kind of goes into my bigger tip of like Disney World when people tell me it. Like, I think the parks are awesome. If you've never been, hit up the parks. But if you frequent it a lot or at least once a year, the parks are always the same. Like the resorts are where it's at, like exploring the resorts. Like even if you're yes. not staying there, just go into eat at Ohana, like get the fireworks in, take a monorail, like bar crawl, go to the boardwalk. Like that's the, uh, that's the notes of Disney world that I think are underrated. The parks are probably a little bit overrated. The resorts in the areas around Disney world are, are what slept on the most. A hundred percent agree. Yes. Um, and I'll, uh, I'll end on this one. Um, wishes happily ever after or if you've seen it enchantment so i have not seen wishes yet i've only seen happily ever after in and uh enchantment and i saw i've only seen each of them once enchantments and dead last i did not (laughs) like enchantment i was impressed i was impressed slightly by the fireworks but the show itself like the actual show of enchantment i thought was extremely underwhelming so that's dead last I've only seen wishes through computer through through a video, so I don't really have nostalgia for this, you know. But I would go that next. Happily ever after, I was blown away by when I saw it. I thought yes. it was incredible. Um, probably one of my favorite fireworks shows Disney's ever made on either coast, at least in the states. So that's I, I would say easily number one, and wishes easily two. I would say happily ever after is like ninety five out of a hundred. Wishes I didn't see in person, but probably eighty eighty five out of a hundred. And enchantments probably like a 60, 50 or sixty. So. <laughs> Pretty that's, easy ranking yeah. for me there, I would say. <laughs> that that's pretty fair. Um, I I saw wishes and happily ever after in person, but um, we we didn't even stay for uh, like we we thought about going back to Magic Kingdom for enchantment. We we're like, no, nah, it's not worth it. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and I mean, I, I would say I'd see it once, but if you've are, if yeah, you even yeah. saw part of it from you know Oana, then it's not even worth. That's <laughs> yes. good there. <laughs> and and that's the thing, like. I, I, Daniel, if he were on here, he is like, he's wishes all in, like he will not come off that being the best one, but I think happily ever after it blew me away the first time I saw that show. For sure. For sure. And yeah, it's tough because so much, especially of Disney, but even universal too. so much of 
rankings and like debates are tied into like nostalgia and personal yes. feelings and like who to experience it, you know, when did you experience it? Who'd you experience it with? So that's why I try with my rankings on my channel to be as objective as possible. Like I try and look at it as like, so like Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland, would I put it as my favorite ride ever? No, but objectively, like kids can ride it. Grandpas can ride it. Like the whole family can ride it. There's rarely a long wait. So basically long-winded answer is saying, I like to be objective rather than subjective because everyone has different nostalgia for different rides, different food. Like, and you can't argue with that. How can you argue with someone's experience? You know, like yes. how can you tell Daniel wishes isn't the best ever when, you know, who knows what it was, his feelings were when he first saw that. So especially with firework shows, cause there's so much emotion involved. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hundred percent. Um, and like wishes was our first in person, but like, it's just happily ever after is just that next level up. It's so good. I agree. It's an incredible show. Ah, well, um, I, I really appreciate you jumping on here this week. Um, especially since I didn't have a co-host, I'm, I'm happy to not <laughs> just be talking to myself, uh, but, uh, I, I had a lot of fun. Um, everyone go, uh, go it's at ranking the mouse, correct? You're yeah. Talking. Ranking the mouse on everything, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I'm the most active on Twitter. So if you really want to have some fun combos, we can follow me on there, but I, uh, YouTube is, is my second go-to there ranking the mouse. And yeah, I just wanted to add, Chris, thanks for having me on. It was a blast. And also for all of Chris's viewers, um, in a couple of weeks, I'll be having him on my podcast over on ranking the mouse and Chris will be getting the same answer thrown at him. <laughs> and I was before this podcast, I was going to give him the rankings before, but now I don't think I am. Now I think he's going to get him on the spot. So that's okay. So you guys can be on the lookout for that. So you can hear Chris's, uh, Chris's answers there on the rankings. I'm excited. I'm ready for that. <laughs> awesome. Go follow, go subscribe, uh, go watch, go use the videos to play in your trip. I really, really appreciate you being on here and we will talk to everyone later. We'll see you all later. <laughs>